Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. that you're here today. Stay standing at all of our campuses. We're about to jump right into God's Word. But before we do, let me just say, I'm so glad that you're with us today. Um, If I haven't met you yet, my name is Aaron Burke, and I'm the lead pastor. We're one church, six locations. God's doing incredible stuff all over Tampa Bay. I'm glad that you're with us. We're in a series that's called This Is Home. And the whole idea of this series is that we've just been talking about what does it mean to experience God in this place called Radiant Church and talked about our values last week. We'll get into one of those values today. And I don't know if you need a breakthrough in your life, a miracle in your life, but this is the Sunday for you. I want to show you a passage of scripture before you're seated of Jesus at home. So if we see that we're creating a church that's like home, where Jesus is in the midst of it, there's some things that we should be able to expect every time we show up to church, every time we gather together. And we see a story where Jesus is in a town called Capernaum, which was kind of his home base. He was at a house. Some people even think this is Jesus' house. Some people think it's maybe one of the disciples' house. And I want you to see what happens there. It's a familiar story, Mark chapter 2. It's going to be right there on the screen. But I want you to see, and we're going to really make this thing come alive to you today. Look what it says. It says in verse 1, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come where? Oh, say it with me at every location. He had come where? Oh, he had come home. And they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. And the owner of the house was probably like, uh, y'all didn't ask any permission. This is weird. There had to have been a better way. But, and they lowered the mat that the man was lying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, say their faith, sometimes you got to get around some people with just a little bit more faith than you got. Some of you are, you're struggling and you don't know if there's breakthrough. I want you to know you're in the right place today because you're in a, in a, you're in a house that's filled with some people of faith. Do I have any people of faith that can believe for breakthroughs, that can believe for miracles? That's just what Radio Church is. When he saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus is like, bingo, you got it right there. Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit what they were thinking in their hearts. That'd be a tough friend to have, right? It's like, hey, I know what you're thinking right now. You want to go eat again? You're like, no, I don't. Like, no, I know what you're thinking always. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take up your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up. That's going to be your day. Today's your day to get up. Today you've been knocked down for far too long. It's your day to get up. I'm going to prophesy, declare it over somebody today. It's your day to get back up. I know you've been knocked down. I know 2020 took it out of you. 2021 took it even out of you even more. It's your moment to get back up. Can I hear an amen today, church? Get up, take up your mat and go home. And he got up, took his mat and walked down a full view of them all. And this amazed everyone. And they were praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. That's what I'm praying all of our guests leave with today. They walk out and they go, hey, we ain't never seen anything like what we just experienced right there. It's our first value that I want to talk to you about today. And if you're taking notes, you're going to write this down in just a minute. It's simply this, that Jesus is our answer. 
you need a breakthrough today, you need, you need a miracle today, you walked into the right house. We didn't have to lower you from the roof, but you're in the right house. And the answer is Jesus. Lord, speak to us, change us. Let us leave here in a few minutes just forever changed. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, amen, amen. You can be seated, you can be seated. Uh, Jesus is our answer. Jesus is our answer. It's one of our one of five values that we have. And it reminds me of a story where Katie and I, when we were dating, we decided with a bunch of our friends that we'd all go up to New York City for a New Year's Eve at Times Square. Now, I don't know if you've ever done this, but uh, we wanted to make it like a fun event. So we had a bunch of us that all traveled up there and, and got this house and we're all excited and we won't go down to experience New Year's Eve there at Times Square. Now, if you've never experienced New Year's Eve at Times Square, it looks a lot of fun. It's not fun at all. Let me tell you the experience behind the scenes because what they show you on TV is all exciting. Everybody's partying it up. Woo! We're having a good time. That's the people right on the front line. Everybody else is not having a good time. I, I remember that we got there. They barricaded us in 12 hours before the ball dropped. And they're like, hey, if you want to be here, you're going to gonna have to see the ball right from here, and you have to stay here. So we're, we're there kind of hanging out, and then we try to leave at times. They're like, no, no, you can't leave. you gotta, you got to stay here the whole time. Like, people like, can't use the restroom. They can't eat. You can't do anything. So this lasts for, uh, you know, we're 12 hours before. We go hour by hour, and we're just, we're just miserable as can be, the whole group of us. And, and then you see on the jumbotrons kind of everybody getting on, the, on TV and and when they're on TV, they're like, how are you doing? They're like, whoa, we're having a blast. And it's not fun. I'm there. I'm at the event. We're all miserable. So Katie has enough of it. About 10 hours in, I find out who my future wife really would be, where she looks at me and she says, Aaron, I'm over it. I'm going to get a hamburger. <laughs> now, now I, let me, I was sitting there. I was like, but Katie, we're in New York City. She's like, I don't care. I'm going to get dinner right now. I was like, well, the ball's going to drop in just two or three hours. Like, this is why we're here. She said, I don't care at all. Like, so she goes, she goes, get her hamburger. She tries to get back into the barricade with her little McDonald's bag in her hand. And the police said, sorry, you've left. You can't be a part of this. So they make her leave. She goes back to the place, her and a friend of ours, to the place that we were all staying. And when she goes back there, her New Year's Eve was her in New York City eating a cheeseburger in the hotel lobby. That was her New Year's Eve. And, and I thought about it and I go, we made it all the way there. You only had one thing that we came to do. And this is our experience, our first New Year's Eve together. She's in a hotel uh, hallway eating a cheeseburger. I'm there freezing my butt off in Times Square by myself. It was miserable, all for this one thing. And I think it reminds us a little bit of what some of you guys get through all the time. You go through a lot of the hassle, a lot of the craziness of a Sunday. You set your alarm earlier than you would you get your kids ready, you fight traffic, you get through you know, the, the, the hallways and you experience it and you come and you, you, got, you got some good music, you get listen to a good message and you leave here and you miss the main attraction. And I want to remind you today what the main thing that you're coming to Radiant Church to experience every week. And it's not some good message or some good worship or even some good stuff for your kids. Jesus is the main focus of what we are all about at Radiant Church. Oh, come on. You got to help me a little bit better today. 
He's what it's all about. And what I don't want you to do is come in and experience it and experience everything else and miss the main thing. And what, why we made this a value for our church is because we want you to understand that no matter what you're going through, Jesus is the answer. It's the problem is, is we got the equation wrong. The equation is this. It's blank plus your problem equals blank, whatever the outcome is. So it's a relationship. Oh, I know what to do. I know how to fix my problems. Let me add a guy or a girl to it. That's how I'll do it. And then plus your problem equals what? It equals a disaster. It only makes it worse. Oh, I know what the solution is. I need more money. So you had more money plus your problem. And guess what it equals? More problems. That's, that's all that's going to happen in your life. A, a, a little religion. Oh, I'll add just a little bit of God, a little bit of religion to my problems. And you know what's going to end up creating in your life? Just more frustration. Because what you thought would work it out didn't. But we're here to remind you today of the reason why this house is a Jesus-focused house is because Jesus plus your problem always equals your victory. So I don't know what it is in your life that struggled, you're struggling with today, but when you add Jesus to the mix, when you add Jesus to your home, when you add Jesus to your marriage, when Jesus is part of the church, I'm telling you, that's where miracles can happen. That's where breakthrough can happen. That's where your potential can happen. We are going to put it back on him. And that's what we see in our story today in Mark chapter 2 is we see a house, a church, you could say, that Jesus was in the midst of it. And if Jesus is our answer, I want to pull some truths from this passage. We'll go verse by verse through it. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to open up to it because I think it'll be helpful to you today where we can see some truths on what it is like to have a place where Jesus is our answer. Verse 1, it says like this, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come and what come home. And what did the people do? They sit back and go, no, 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 I'll get around to it in a little bit. And oh man, that means I can't go golfing this morning. And oh man, I can't go, I gotta, I gotta put off walking the camel for a little bit. I don't know if that's a thing back in the day. No, they decided to make it a point to gather in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And what did he do? He preached the word to them. Now, we think we sit there and we look at that culture and we go, well, Aaron, that was easy for them. They didn't have anything going on in their life. They're not as busy as I am. They, they don't have this schedule that I, am, I have. Let me remind you about who these people are. These people are normally, they're laborers who would work six plus days a week, 12 plus hours a day. And if they didn't work, it's not like the government just stepped in and said, hey, no worries. We'll help you in this season. No, no, no. This season is you don't work. You're not going to eat. And these people find out that Jesus is coming and they said, you know what? He is worth our sacrifice. We're going to take time off. We're going to be with him because we understand that Jesus is where our answer is going to come. I think it's about time that we understand, write it down your notes this way, that Jesus is worthy of my time and attention. And if you want to create a culture in your house, you want to create a culture in our church, in your small group, where Jesus is celebrated, where miracles happen, then you got to give them a little bit of time. Give them a little bit of attention. It's, it's crazy. We, we sit there. We don't know what sacrifice is like as American Christians. We really don't. 
We don't know what it's like to put our life on the line to be a follower of Jesus. We don't know what it's like to sit there and go, they could kill my family if I go to church, but I'm choosing to go to church anyway because Jesus is worthy of my time and my attention. And we, we, we've dumbed it down to go, well, I, I skipped out on a little bit of Netflix and, and decided to pray instead. And we wonder why we don't see miracles that are happening around the world happening here. Why? Because Jesus is a thing we do, not the thing we do in our life. And at Radiant Church, I'm going to set it straight in our This Is Home series that we are always going to make this thing about Jesus. He will get our time and our attention no matter what is going on in the world. Can I give him better praise than that? Amen? Feel a little convicted. Let me help you get a little bit even more convicted. Ready? John Piper says it this way. One of the greatest uses of Twitter and Facebook will be to prove at the last day that prayerlessness was not from a lack of time. Yikes, mic drop right there. These people made it a point to say, if Jesus is gonna be in the house, he's gonna get our attention, he's gonna get our focus. Let me challenge you, when you're at Radiant Church, be all here. Be all here, be leaned into worship, be leaned into the message. Why? Because we're not here to encounter some message, we're here to encounter a man and his name is Jesus. He deserves our attention. Verse three, And it says it like this. So some men came bringing him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Now, this is important. You know the background because this paralyzed man was a part of a community that would be part of the disabled community in that day. And if you were disabled in in that day, you were not just looked at as a burden in society. You were actually an outcast of society. So what they would do, they would think that because they were disabled, they must have had some kind of sin in their life or sin in their parents' lives. So what they would do is they would take you and put you outside of the city. And you'd be in an entire community of other disabled people, and that's how you would live. You were a second-rate citizen back then because of your issue. But people understood something about Jesus that I think we miss. And here it is, and you can write it down. It's simply this, that every person has a place in the presence of Jesus. That no matter your issues, no matter what you're going through, it is important to understand that you have a place in the presence of Jesus. We try to tell people of all the reasons why we don't belong with God. Why we can't engage, why we can't plug into church. We go, I've got this whole list. Yet these people knew that despite this man's issue, the best thing to do for him was to get him in the presence of Jesus. I remember in early days at Radiant, I was doing an opening for, I was doing like the prayer opening for the mayor's breakfast. And so I was sitting at a table with a bunch of business leaders in our community and they were kind of going around talking. And one of them is kind of an, a, an attorney, pretty well-known guy in our area. And so he looked at me about you know, 30, 45 minutes into the, the, the breakfast and looks at me and says, so, so what do you do? And I was like, and he hadn't seen me go on stage yet. So I was like, oh, well, I'm actually a pastor. I always kind of wait to answer. I'm like, do I want to tell the truth in this moment? It's going to divert the whole conversation. I was like, I'm a pastor. And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry for all the things I just said. I was like, you're apologizing to the wrong person, by the way. Uh, so I said, I said, well, do you go to church? Oh, no, 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 I don't have, I, I can't go to church. I said, why can't you go to church? He goes, let me promise you. He goes, I promise you this. You don't want my kind in your church. So I looked at him and I said, well, what kind is that? Like, what's the issue? 
He goes, oh, man. He goes, listen, I, listen, I know what it's like. Like, you, they, they got it all together. I've got a lot of issues. I've got a lot of problems. I've got, like, I'm a good sinner. Like, I mean, this guy was bragging. Like, I've got a lot of issues. And I said, I said I'm sorry that this was miscommunicated to you. I don't know where it was communicated to you that a church is a social club for good people. That, that, that was miscommunicated. You got the wrong memo. That was never the point. We came here to start a church, not as a social club for Christians. We came to be on a rescue mission to bring people out of darkness into life. See people walk in forgiveness and in wholeness. I was like, no, you're who the church is actually for. Like, this is who it's all about. And Jesus set this precedent. When people were considered outcasts, Jesus brought them close. Women of his day were considered second-rate, outcasts. Jesus did ministry with them. Kids were considered overlooked. Jesus brought them in. People with leprosy were told to stay at a distance, and they were unclean. Jesus got up really close and touched them and saw their healing. People who were tax collectors and dirty politicians of the day. Jesus came in, ate with them, saw them get saved, and brought them into their ultimate purpose. I don't know what's kept you away, but I want you to know it's not been your sin because your sin, the best thing you can do is to get as close as you can to get Jesus. And when you get close to Jesus, that's where the miracle will happen in your life. So can I just remind some people today at Radiant Church, we don't care your background, your race, your struggle, your issues, your upbringing, your addiction, all of that doesn't matter. You got issues, you're in the right place because we all got issues, but we have the right solution and his name is Jesus. Can we give him better praise, amen? I love this about our God. Write it down. Even though God knows the worst of you, he thinks the best of you. And that's so important for us to understand because we think, man, God knows everything. He doesn't want me there. No, 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 no. He wants you close. And even the worst of the worst are welcome in the presence of Jesus. Are you with me? Say yes. yes. Story goes on, and it says it like this. Since the men could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and lowered the mat that the man was lying on. What happened then? Then they, Jesus saw their faith. Say their faith. faith. And he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. He got the miracle because of their faith. He got the miracle. It wasn't his doing. It was their doing. But it shows you how important a house of faith is. Because sometimes you don't have the faith for yourself and you need some friends around you that'll say, you might not believe it, but I'm going to believe it for you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to agree on on your behalf that a miracle can happen. And that is what happens when you're right community. You want, you want to see miracles in your house. You want to see Jesus and um, breakthrough and whatever you're going through. Here's what it always comes down to. Ready? Write it down. Your community either brings you closer to or draws you away from Jesus. One of the two. They're all, they're always bringing you close or they're drawing you away. They're bringing you close and they're saying, you got to get to, you got to get to God. You got to get, you got to stay in church. You got to keep serving. You got to be part of this thing or they're drawing you away. And I'm looking at the camera because there's somebody 
right now that's sitting there at home and you've been drawn away this last year and a half because you've had the wrong voices in your life. And I'm here to encourage you. You got to get some right friends around you. Maybe this is the word from God today is that you don't need to stay distant anymore. It's time for you to come home to a place where there's miracles that it can happen. Now, let me just give you a little insight. Okay, so this guy was sitting in a community by a bunch of other disabled people. And that's pretty much what we do with our life, by the way, is we surround ourselves with people that usually have the same issues we got. And you know what do we do? We sit there and talk to each other about how bad it is. Man, we're never going to get better. Nobody understands what we're going through. Nobody, I can't believe it. We're all overlooked. And finally, he let an outside voice of, of men come into his life and speak into him in this moment and say, hey, hey, listen, there's a miracle worker in town. There's a miracle worker. And I believe at that moment, our man, the, the, the paralyzed man, had a choice to make. He had a choice to make to say, what voice am I going to listen to? Am I going to listen to the voice of all the people who, by the way, have the same issue I got? <laughs> Isn't it funny how we go to the people that have the same issue we have and try to get advice for them, even though they never got out of their issue also, but we're going to go to them and we're going to let them try to speak to us, even though we don't want the results they got, instead of listening to somebody that's actually a little bit further along. And, and, and I, don't, I don't know anything about these men, except for the fact that I know that they, he, they didn't have the same issue he got. So you know what it shows me? It, it's, they might not have been stronger in a lot of areas. They were stronger in this area. Yeah. And once in a while, you got to get around some people that are stronger than you in the areas that you're weak in. And when you humble yourself and you surround yourself with some people a little bit stronger than you, guess what? Those people of faith can bring you closer to Jesus than you ever got on your own. you got to get around some people of faith. And you had to make a decision. And I don't know a lot about this guy. I know two things. I know he was paralyzed, so he had an issue. And I know he had some good friends. Can I encourage you? Let me tell you, don't pick friends that'll enable you. Pick friends that'll empower you. Pick them that'll bring you closer to Jesus. Pick friends that won't keep you in your mess. Pick, don't, don't, don't pick friends that enable you to stay sick in your issues. Well, I'm thinking about throwing in the towel on this marriage. Well, you should. You should have never married that guy in the first place. Wrong friend right there. Wrong friend. Well, you know, I don't think this addiction is as bad as I thought it was, so I'm going to keep playing around. That's, yeah, wrong friend. Don't listen to that person. Don't, don't listen to people that'll bring you backwards. Bring, bring around some people that'll move you forward to what God has for you. By the way, we have a solution for this, and it's called Radiant Groups. And what are Radiant Groups? Radiant Groups are just going to be some people that some of them, you might be stronger than them in some areas. But there's going to be some other areas they are going to be stronger than you. And you're going to need each other. And you're going to lean on me when we're not strong. And I'm going to be your... All right, you're with me, all right? You got the idea. We're going to, you got to get around and get in a group. They're going to launch in just a couple weeks. Why? Because we need the right people in our lives. I had a story just a couple weeks ago of a dream teamer at one of our locations. Which, by the way, that's why dream team is so crucial. Because it connects you with community. Because sometimes you're going to be weak and you're going to need some people. And this, this girl was struggling with some major depression. And she was texting some of the friends that she serves with. She said, man, I'm having a really bad day. On a Saturday, a Sunday morning, they were texting her, how are you feeling? I'm just going to stay home today. 
And they responded to her, no, you're not. Well, no, I, I don't know if I can serve. I can't, I can't, even, I can't even drive. I'm, just, I'm struggling. And this group, I won't call out the location that they're at, but they know who they are. They drove over to this girl's house, got her into the car, brought her to church, and they worshiped together. Why? Because sometimes you can't carry yourself, but you have the people of God around you to carry you. Can I just say it? Listen, some of you guys, you've been laying on your mat for too long. You have a church that you're in right now that's ready to bring you into victory. This is your home to see miracles happen. Come on, give God better praise than that. Amen? I love this story. love this story. Let's keep going. Verse six, it says, now some of the teachers of the law were sitting there and they're thinking to themselves, why does this fella talk like that? Fella. You know, you're talking down when you call someone a fella. (laughs) Fella talk like that. He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins, but God alone. And what what are they saying? They're going, no, no, this is impossible. What Jesus is saying is not possible. Let me just tell you this quick point. Ready? It's refuse to let man's limited experience keep you from God's limitless power. There's some of you guys, you're listening to people tell you why things can't work. We're always, well, that's not possible. And, and a marriage can't be restored after this. And, and the business can't thrive during this season. No, we're always hearing why everybody else is telling us it can't work. And Jesus walks on the scene and says, I can do the impossible in this situation. And they're going, no, 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 that's not going to work. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to put God in a box. And religious people are very good at this. He can only speak to you during this time. The service has to be this long. It has to be this way. It has to be in this kind of, you have to read from this kind of book. No, 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 no. Don't put God in a box. We put him in a box all the time. We have these ideas that, man, only God can do this way. The the relationship is beyond repair. A box. That's a box right there. The sickness is too far gone. It's a box. The addiction is too strong. A box right there. Well, Aaron, my situation is different. That's a box right there. And I've come to tell you that Jesus came to break down these boxes and show you that even the most difficult things are possible with our God. We see it right here in this story, and I want you to write it down because with God, every sin is forgivable. Look what he says. He says to that man, he says, listen, your sins are forgiven. Only Jesus could do that. Why is Jesus our answer? Because he's the only one that can forgive your sins. And if you're far away from God today, I want you to know you're in the right spot because Jesus is still forgiving sins. He can wash them away in your life. Here's the second part is that every sickness is healable. There's not levels of this. There's not, well, some things are possible, other things are not. No, I'm not going to live by my experience. I'm going to live by what God says. And God says his word is clear that he came to heal our diseases. So whatever you're going through today, I want you to know God is our healer. And I want to remind you, the third one is that every past is redeemable. Because even this man's story, which we'll see in just a few minutes, he goes from a guy who laid for probably decades on this mat, but God redeemed his past. And I've just come to encourage somebody in here today. You feel like you've gone too far gone. Your sins are forgivable with our God. Your sickness is is healable with our God. And your past is redeemable. It's not because of me. It's not because of Radiant Church. It's not because of your friends. It's because Jesus is our answer. And he'll always be our answer because he's the one that can bring life change. Jesus goes on to say, which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take up your mat, and walk. I think this is so, so crucial. 
And he says, but I want to tell you that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. Now, uh, let me help, you, help me out here with this. So we got our little mat here, okay? So this is our kindergarten mat here. For, so you get a picture of this. Remember, this is why, read your Bible slow, because they're so powerful. If you read the stories, and get, get into the story. So let's get into the story. This guy's been lowered down from the the roof on this mat and he's been sitting on this mat for probably decades of his life and the preacher looks at him and says your sins are forgiven and the man on the mat sitting there going hallelujah preacher praise the lord that's awesome because that's a faith step i i I didn't feel anything when i got saved like that was just that was a faith step i have my sins i'm trusting you And then Jesus looks at him and says, now, get up. (laughs) I know you did something deep on the inside. (laughs) And I wonder how many people experience the miracle of salvation and never experience the miracle of the healing that God wants to do afterwards. Because the first miracle of salvation was one that was just required faith. The second one is one that takes a little bit of action. This is why, listen, listen, doing things for God is not a dirty thing for us. It's not, a, it's not a, like a, a bad thing for us to go, well, we can't work our way into this. Of course we can't. We receive salvation as a free gift. But there are things that God wants us to do afterwards that will produce miracles in our life. I wrote it down this way. To experience the impossible, we must be willing to obey the illogical. (laughs) And the illogical side is get up out of that mat. And he had to sit there and go, that doesn't make any sense to me. In the same way, it was illogical for God to tell um, Moses saying, hey, take that staff and put it over the Red Sea. And he goes... And he puts it over the Red Sea. We want the impossible, but we're unwilling to do the illogical. And what happens? As soon as he puts the, the, the rod over this Red Sea, it splits in two. It was impractical, illogical, but it produced the impossible in his life. It's, it's a sling, a stone, and a giant. How do you overcome the impossible? You overcome the impossible in your life by being uh, being obedient to whatever the illogical is that God tells you to do. And a lot of you guys, you can't get freedom in your finances because you won't listen to the illogical thing that God tells you to do by tithing. You won't, you won't understand freedom in your relationships because you won't do what God tells you to do illogically of like, hey, get over that one, get involved in a healthy community. And you go, it doesn't make sense. If it doesn't make sense, it's probably God. It's probably what God wants you to do. And we've got to be a church that is willing to lean into the illogical at times because that's what produces the impossible in our life. James says it this way, in the same way, faith by itself. If it is not accompanied with some kind of action, is is dead. It's dead. And I've just come to tell somebody in here today, God did not save you from your sins so that you could stay on your mat of limitation. One of the saddest things I see in Christianity today are
are people who have willingly accepted forgiveness of sins. But they stop there. And they go, Jesus was my answer for my sins, but this issue, this issue in my life, I don't know about that one. And it's until we make Jesus the answer for everything we're doing that we're not going to see the miracles that God wants to see in our lives. And this is your moment. In our story, the Bible says in the next verse that he got up. That's a powerful phrase right there. We look at this and we read over it really quick. Like, okay, he got up. Wow, 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 wow. No, but you got to think of it. He made a point in front of everybody going, even if I look stupid, I'm going to try to be obedient to whatever God tells me to do. And some of you guys, you've been too worried about the crowd around you instead of the God who has commissioned you. It's about time to listen to him and say, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to get up. And today's your day. It's your day to get up. It's your time to get out of that issue. Get over that addiction. See breakthrough in whatever you're going through. It's your day to get up. Let's not miss it. Look what he did. The Bible says he got up and look what he did. He took his mat. Why? Why? If it was me and I'd laid on this thing for decades, you know what I'm doing with that mat? Done with this thing. And my newly working legs. But he didn't because he's here to teach. This is a lesson. Again, if Jesus is our answer, here's the big, here's the big issue that a lot of us have is that we forgot about our mat. We've left our mat three years ago, five years ago. God saved you. God gave you a miracle and you're frustrated today because you forgot your mat. You forgot your mat. So my encouragement for Radiant today is not just to get up because Jesus can do the miracle. It's when Jesus does the miracle, don't forget your mat. Like, like hold it with you everywhere you go. Why? Not because you're gonna need it again for you, but you're gonna need it as a testimony for the world around you to say, look what God did. If he did it in me, he can do it in you. I'm telling you, that's why we take our mat with us. Your mat is the greatest message somebody else is gonna hear right now. Because if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. Some of you guys, let me just encourage somebody. You've been praying to have a child year after year after year. Do me a favor, just one time. One time, don't throw out that negative pregnancy test. Don't throw it out. Just one day, you're going to frame it. You're going to put it in that baby's room one day. And when people come and visit, they go, why did you keep that? And you go, because I want to remember my mat. That everybody said it was impossible, but my God is a God that can do the impossible. He can do it. If he did it in me, he can do it in you. Some of you, you need to just hold on. Hold on to some of those things. Man, if, if they denied you, you have the denial letter, hold on to that denial letter. 
They didn't accept me. That's okay. I'm going to post it somewhere else one day where, you know what? I was rejected by them, but I was accepted by God. It's my map. I'm going to let the whole world know that if God can move through me, he can move through anybody. That is our testimony. So write it down this way, because the miracle from Jesus, it always starts with you, but it was never intended to stay with you. (laughs) So you take your mat. Stop being ashamed of your mat. Stop being ashamed of your past. Use it. Leverage it. Lead a small group about it. God did it through me. He can do it through you. Can I give you one of my mats? I got tons of them. Let me give you one of them. I know I'm over on time, but this will be fun. So pastors come to Radiant all the time. We have people will come through here and just like, hey man, it's so amazing. Y'all launched all these campuses and y'all seen all this stuff. It's so awesome. And I go up and I show them, this is upstairs in, in our hallway up there. I show them one of our mats. Now, some of y'all might not get this at our locations, but one of our mats looks like this. Okay. So, so you might not know what this is. This is one of the first 193 chairs that were in a rundown, dirty theater, which, by the way, is all being demolished in the next week and made into a huge auditorium, I mean, a huge uh, lobby for our, our South Tampa locations all under construction. It's a mess. But we used to have to pass out tetanus shots before you sat down. Because it was so nasty. But it's my mat. It's, it's, it's a way that I can look back and go, if God did this in me, he can do a miracle in you. He, if God can bring what was such a rundown, broken, old thing and use it for his glory in my life, then I don't know what you're going through, but he can use it for glory in your life. Can I give you a word from God today? Radiant Church, it's time to get up out of that mat, that addiction, that frustration, that unhealth, that issue you have. It's time to get back up and now take that mat and bring it into a lost and broken world where Jesus is our answer. Come on, sing it. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. Yeah, we sing. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. I still, I still believe you're moving. I still believe you're speaking. God, I believe you're working. Receive your vision, God. I believe your work and all things for good. With nobody moving around at any of our locations, this is a holy moment where Jesus.
speaking to some people today. Get up off that mat. Some of you, you fell back into an addiction. It's got you down. It's got you broken. God said, no, no, it's time to get back up. Some of you stopped believing for that child. You don't think there's any way that they can get victory? God said, no, no, it's time to get back up. Some of you, man, you just, you haven't found victory in this area, some kind of area of, of your life. And you go, I just don't know if there's any way off of it. I've come to just be a friend today with a little bit of faith to just say, I think if we go to Jesus, we can see miracles. So Lord, I pray for your people right now. Pray for somebody at the St. Pete campus who is just battling massive depression right now. Pray for somebody at North Tampa and you're in a toxic relationship and you can't get out of it. It's time to get back up. Get out of that. Come to pray for somebody at Brandon and you're just, you're so addicted to this, 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 this thing that's just got you so wrapped up. God says it's time to get back up. It's time to walk into the calling. And I really feel there's somebody at South Tampa and you, you were once going all after God and this pandemic just messed up that whole routine. You got around some wrong friends and you go, I don't even know how to start again. Today's your day. You're in the right home where Jesus is at. It's time to get back up and follow him. With every eye closed, every head bowed, the greatest miracle in our story today was not the healing of the man's paralysis. It was the forgiveness of the man's sins. And only Jesus can do that. If you're here today, you don't have a relationship with God, I want you to know you can, and it can start right now. This is the moment that we've prayed for, where you will find a real relationship with Jesus. If that's you on the count of three, I want you to throw that hand up. I want you to wave it at me and say, Aaron, today's my day. I'm, I'm living for myself today. I'm making a decision to live for Jesus. I'm going all in with him. It's my moment of salvation on the count of three. Throw that hand up and do it bold today. Ready? One, two, three. Come on, throw those hands up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Dozens and dozens of people. Come on, at Brandon, those at Heights, throw that hand up. Those in North Tampa, throw that hand up. Those in uh, St. Pete, throw that hand up. Come on, wave it at me. Then you put it right back down. Let's all pray this prayer out loud. If you just threw that hand up, this is your moment to get up out of that sin because of the power of God that's available for us right now. Because of what he did on the cross, we're gonna move forward in healing and wholeness. This is your moment. And let's pray this prayer out together, a prayer of faith right now. Say, dear Jesus, come on, let's all say it out loud. Say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I give you my past, my present, and my future. And for the rest of my life, I'm gonna follow you as my Lord, as my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes and says, come on, let's celebrate in every location. Live change. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.